Hello, people. It's been a while that we've been here, but today I'm excited. And before I get too excited, welcome, welcome, everyone. My name is Abisoye Akiola, and welcome to another episode. I would say the final episode for 2021 of the Hangout with Abisoye. Of Hangout with Abisoye. And today I'm with my one and only. The ink to my young, see the way I'm scoping you. The ink to my young, Mrs. Not. Okay, you're welcome. I was going to do drums and somehow I entered dramatically. <laughs> I was just too excited to have you on the call. How are you Thank doing, you. Mrs. Not? How are I'm you doing? Good, my dear. I'm good. <laughs> It's been a while I had you on the show. Yeah? Good, good, good. Good to hear you. Now, back to what we're thinking about. It's almost Christmas. So by the time I'm posting this, it's probably um, a few days to Christmas or, yeah, a few days to Christmas. And so we're talking about decoration. And I was just telling you, this is not... I don't think this decoration being a big deal. Like, my house right now is so bland and empty. And you just no. showed me your house. It's so beautiful. Has it always been a thing for you? It's well, beautiful. yes. Have you it's always like, been a thing for you to decorate for Christmas? Yeah, ever since um, mm. I got married. I'm... Yeah. Oh, wow. Are you kidding me? That's, that's no, some real no. Canadian stuff. <laughs> but it's good, right? Like, okay, so now I was telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you, I was telling you that for me growing up, I don't think we. I think we decorated for a bit, maybe when I was really young. And after a while, it wasn't so it's not like a tradition behind everyone where yeah. wear pajamas and picking decorating. No, no. <laughs> no. So did you do that? Did you guys all decorate? Oh, so you it was mean just growing your up husband, or this daddy decorate and then everybody's happy. Do you mean growing up? No, this year. Did yeah. you guys like do that? Okay, so this year No, I meant this out. year. Did you guys do that? Like did you say that? We went all out this oh, year. Wow. We, so what did you do? Have, Tell me. We have a, finally have a Christmas tree up. We got our pajamas. Uh, we went for a Christmas family photo shoot. You know, we're ready. This year Are we're ready me? to jingle the bells. Matching, we went for a photo oh shoot. And Match, oh, I, am, I am now people. I am 10. <laughs> you guys are printing Christmas. Yes, we are. We've done them already. Please, I'll we give you my new address. Shoot. I need to get one. <laughs> sure, you will. We had the photo shoots uh, about wow. two days ago. Wow. You're Canadian now. <laughs> That's really nice. Okay, so people, I don't have... Well... Yes, 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 yes. Drum, like, let me put drum room for you. Like, you have drums from the last conversation. <laughs> yes. And speaking of conversation, speaking of conversation, and I think it's really lovely. My son has asked me a couple of times, and I'm like, when are we going? Like, I, it was, it's not a thing. Well, I wasn't considering it, or my mind was not just there. But maybe it's something that I would do. So please, once we're done with this call, please send me all your links because I'm just going to copy and paste. I'm going to do this. <laughs> I'm going to do the same thing because I know me. My mind is probably going to get me into a place of overthinking it, and so let me borrow the template. Yeah, you said okay. that um, it's good to I copy. I copy well, so I will copy. Thank you, babes. I do appreciate it. Now, speaking of um, how far you have grown, Doku, do you realize that? Oh, sorry, Mrs. Notch. Mrs. Notch, do you realize that this is the twelfth? Episode. Wow. 12, wow. 12 well episode. Ooh. And it happens to be right? We've grown. We've grown. And so I'm just going to talk about, you know, and I remember when, when we had talked about this podcast and then we would talk yeah. and laugh and say, you know what? Same thing that like we we're just talking about before the call, right? Where you said this is how we're just going to keep talking, even when we're in our like 50s, 60s, because you just get me. When I start the conversation, you know where I'm going to. You know where I'm coming from. And so thank you very much. I really, truly do appreciate the friendship and, uh, and you know, for pushing me to start this and for always being there. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Do, 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 do. You're welcome. So for those of you who don't know, 
and I'm so proud of you. Well done for yeah. running. Look at how far you've come. Woo! Thank you. <laughs> I know the way you said you're so proud of me. I see, you know, when your, mom, when your mommy tells you you're so proud of you. That, that was your mommy voice right now. That was just your mommy voice. <laughs> that was your mommy voice. No, okay. I just want you to like Nikki, right? Okay, so let me use my, my friend voice. Okay, thank um, you. I am really proud of you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh gosh, yeah, something else. Okay, so speaking of, speak, I know, dogs. Speaking of um, where we've come from, you know, we talked about one year, uh, one year later. That was the first episode that we had, and it was pretty much jump on the call. Let's see how this goes. And 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 I think one of the things we talked about in that one was, um, you know, just appreciating that this is a this is a process, and and you know, be grateful that this is a process and acknowledge it. And you gave us that word of wisdom. That we should acknowledge that this is a monumental change, and um, yeah, and I and I hope that anyone on this call, you know, feels like just really acknowledges that they're they're going through a change. And um, is there anything that you remember from that one? I, but I think that that was a grounding thing for me from that from that episode. Your thoughts? Yeah, I I I remember I recall that we discussed that um, immigrating, relocating is a major life event. And it is bound mm. to test you in every way. <laughs> mm. So I know. before you embark on this kind of journey, make sure that you are well grounded. Mm. Make sure you are well mm. anchored in whatever it is that is mm. your is your strength, is your base, is your core. So if you're a person of faith. Make sure mm. you're well grounded in your faith. If you are someone who loves your family around you, mm. you have a strong support network. Make sure you're well grounded that way. You're, you should probably not be the first person in your family that is relocating. Make sure you, you you go to an area where you already have family or friends <laughs> or a good support network there, because mm. everything that mm. you hold to your center will be tested in this major life event. And at the end of the day, you want to succeed, mm. right? So I've, I've found that to be true even yeah, for myself still and for many people that I know that are immigrants and mm -hmm. are young and are professionals. And um, it still resonates with me mm -hmm. even till now. That's really cool. And, and, and it's the truth, like, I think the first recording was in February and this is December, well, this is December and, you know, it still rings true. Now, the second one. <laughs> we might not go through the entire thing, but I think I'm just remembering the ones that John brought me. The second one was identity. Eh, mm. Doko, I would never forget what Adami that went to James. I don't think I can forget that. Oh one. my God. Like, Y'all need to listen to that episode. <laughs> that episode, we laughed so hard. And we talked about, and we talked about identity. And I need to tell you this. And I think from that, from there up until now, I have grown. And I mm -hmm. think that one of the things I held I held on to was I kept saying that I really wanted to be called Abisoya, not Abby, and that I was, you know, I was trying to grow into this Abby. And guess what? I think I'm still holding on to that thought. I'll tell you something, Joko, uh, Mrs. Notch. So my son, I had this book that I should I should send the link to you. I have this book that does um, that teaches kids about reflection. And so I was just trying to, you know, make him do stuff, evening activities before we sleep. And so one of the questions that, that was in the book, is a coloring book, was that uh, what makes you happy? What makes you angry? What do people do to you that you don't like? And so my son thought for a minute and he just said, oh, I know. And I'm like, what do you people say? I hate it when people call me Jimmy. I'm like, but that's your name. He said, no, when they call me J-I-M-M-Y Jimmy, I don't like it. So I'm like, are you kidding me? So he tells me, yes, I don't like it. And instead, when I meet new people, well, well, I didn't know myself. So he said, when I meet new people, mommy, I spell my name. I just realized that when people ask him, like if you go out and you say, oh, what's your name? He says, J-I-M-I Jimmy. And I did not know why he did that until he told me he hated mm -hmm. it when people call him J-I-M-M-Y Jimmy. And that's a six-year-old, well, seven-year-old now. That's a seven-year-old who has decided that my name is J-I-M-I Jimmy. Don't call me otherwise. Mm. And yes, his name is that. simple. And it made me, and he laughs at me when he says, he knows people call me Abby. 
So he goes, Abby. I'm like, will you stop? Will you stop that right now? So, you know, for me, I think in the new year, I was talking to you earlier about brands and personal brand. I think in the new year or going forward, and I've seen a couple of my colleagues try to do that because I started to sign my name as Abisoye, um, in brackets, Abby and Akeola. And so I've seen that a couple of my colleagues started to introduce me like in a client's meeting and say, and say something like, oh, this is our project manager, Abisoye. Ooh. And I'm like, they never call me that when we're together, but mm-hmm. they do that when we're the client. That's and, great. And I was like, so why did I, why was I trying to make it? The youngest are like, why, what was I trying to do, you know? And so for me, identity still rings true. I think I still stand on, I, I think I miss being called my full name. <laughs> I really mm. do. And I think I'm going to change that. Oh, that's great. What about you? You still, now you, you watch it. So do you call, are you called Mrs. Not? What are you called at work? At work, I'm called my first, I'm, I'm addressed as my first name, which is Dukun. Now for me, oh, nice. uh, I recall that in that podcast, I mentioned to you that all my life, 90% of people I meet have not been able to pronounce my name correctly, even Africans. So I've I've had some practice with oh. <laughs> being disappointed with the way people pronounce yeah, my you've name. Had and unfortunately, I don't have much patience to correct them all the time. So um, before mm. now, or... I found that lately I've grown to the level where I help people to get my name right. Because if your name is Jennifer, mm. I don't call you Jennifer. If your name is, um, mm. you know, there's some typical American Canadian names that we Africans usually blunder on, but we make the effort to get their names right. Mm. So what I do now Mm. is when people ask me what my name is, I spell it or I show them my name card. Well, usually I I should be wearing my name tag. I I, I point to my name tag and I allow them to pronounce my name. Usually they say, did I get it right? I'll say, well, you did well. The correct pronunciation is doku. And then they say doku. I'm like, okay, fair enough. But at least now I let them try. Before I I couldn't be bothered. I just let them say whatever they say and I move on. But now yeah. I am I'm I'm making a conscious effort to preserve and project my culture and my heritage. So for example, I wear my natural huh. hair a lot lately to work in public. You're okay. gonna see me with my fro, you're gonna okay. see me with my cornrows. I flaunt it because the the oh, Caucasians, nice. they flaunt you, you their silky hair. Yeah. The, Co- the Caucasians oh, flaunt nice. their silky hair. The Filipinos flaunt their lovely hair. You know, they all flaunt their beautiful hair. My hair is beautiful also. It is dark. It is kinky. It is Afro-y. It, it's lovely. So you have to see it. You you have to pay attention. You have to wonder, why does her hair look this way? It is part of sharing my culture. And then if you are curious enough, you pop the question and I educate you about the nature of my African hair. And some say, can I touch it? I'm like, sure, go ahead. Oh my God. It's so spongy. No, I'm like, no, yeah. How can I touch this conversation? How uh-huh. can I touch this conversation? You know, I've had people I've had people say that it's rude. I've had all sorts. But this thing that you talk about your hair, right? Like, you know me, right? Like, I, I think from, from Nigeria, like I wore wigs and I was always looking fly. I never liked the natural hair thing. So I, I don't think I can grow my hair out much more than. But right now I look at a low cut and I've been wearing that since, since I joined my office. And, you know, at first it was, so they've seen me with my short hair. How am I going to go back and wear the next day? But now I don't That was the only reason why I did that. But now, so it's not for me part of an identity. It's just, it's just the ease. I work from home. Why, 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 why the hassle? Why am I, why am I going to be in my house and, and tie to my head, you know, typically? So that's it for me. But I have a friend um, who um, I was... Um, like so I have a friend who works and she has to go to the office like she does um, she's not doing remote I think I kind of have like a hybrid system and she okay. was you know she was telling me oh she's just tired of not carrying her hair 
Um, she hasn't carried her hair in a long time. Like she's always, you know, she always, in fact, she particularly wears one particular wig just because she doesn't want to switch things up. But my older sister that you know too well, Mrs. Not, she crazy. She can carry her low cut today, <laughs> tomorrow. She has a wig, like she has purple hair. And the next day she has kinky. And the next Come day she on. has a low cut. And the next day she has a long weave. And her colleagues, and she works in the male-dominated environment. So they are always in awe of what she can do. And she, told them, and she tells them, you know what? That's the beauty of my hair. That's the beauty yeah. of an African hair. I can do so much. And mm-hmm. so every time she says, when they see her, and sometimes she even ties her head wraps. <laughs> like she does those all sorts. So I right do that now, as well. I do that as well. I wear funny. my head wraps to work. I wear my turbans to work. Oh, really? So she says yeah. right now, they just know how they're like, it's for me. Like you just know that, that African chick is coming with a different, you know, whatever it is. She might have like really long weave um, the next day. And then, and she, you know how people will say, give them time to get used. She can switch it up. She wears her hair today. Tomorrow <laughs> it is low cut. The next day. That's lovely. Busy. She wakes up however she feels. Her and so it's different for different people. And I think we all get there according to how we get there. Like, you know, we'll all get there when we do. Another thing that I think I remember very well, before I go to one of the the episodes that I really enjoy that, you know, hit me the most, but, and that's because we were in it. That was the first time we were interviewing someone together. And so oh, that's different when I would go to that. But I was going to talk about food. 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 <laughs> and speaking about food, um, I remember that we were mentioning some food, like what are we going to try? Are we going to try poutine? I've tried poutine. It's not Put bad, in. but it's just, <laughs> I, th- I thought it was, yes, I tried it. I tried it. I went to, I can't remember the name of that restaurant. It's, it's kind of popular around here. And I was like, oh yeah, this is the pudding I wanted. And it wasn't so bad. It's, it was, I, I just, well, I told them, please, I wanted everything well cooked. So I don't want half, you know, and they looked at me and were laughing and it was good. It was okay. Will I try it again? I'm not sure. I particularly like that places, um, that um, restaurant. I like their waffles. So maybe, okay. and that's another thing, waffles and chips. And I'm like, waffle, waffle is bread. And chips yeah, is I don't bread. understand waffle and, and together with the fried egg. No, 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 not for me. Yeah, but it was nice. So I had waffles, fries, and, and some kind of chicken. And, no, and then, you know, so I, I, I've tried a couple of things. <laughs> Because in my I I don't I don't I don't have to think about it. If I think about it, that it is bread and and potato and and chicken. It looks weird, but when I don't think about it and I eat it and it's hot and it's nice, it's okay. It's it's fine. Okay. Now speaking of food, Doko, um, Mrs. Notch, you got to tell us about what you've been up to. <laughs> so people. Mrs. Notch, when we talked about that episode, we did say that Mrs. Notch was a food entrepreneur. She's really into food. Like, I really miss that I'm not living close to her. Otherwise, <laughs> I will not cook on some days. I'm just sure. Because I don't like cooking, y'all. Like, I cook. My family will survive. But I've gone better. My husband will tell you that Canada has opened up an outlet. Like, he's always amazed at what I what I even try to do now that I'm here. Um, but Mrs. Notch has this really awesome, awesome idea that I've been a better, like, at first it was sample, and now, my sample has finished, so I have to call my asshole, but, like, I literally was nice to my sample, but I'm just going to let you talk about what you've been up to, um, when we talk about food and the African culture and, and just, you know, being here. So, you have the floor, talk about yourself. <laughs> so, this year, earlier this year, I started um, my own food company, and introduce uh-huh. my first line of products, which is my natural spice blends, my signature natural spice blends. And they're 100% natural, gluten-free, MSG-free, no additives and preservatives in them, and they are homemade in small batches. So I started, registered, uh-huh. and incorporated the company. Woo! <laughs> I, I made my first like, set of spices. <laughs> Thank you. I made my first set of spices that I mailed out samples to people to try out, and you were one of those that received it. Thank you for the reviews, including um, your story. I'm mm-hmm. just sharing my genius with the world. 
I'm just trying to change the world. Contribute to one of the SDGs. <laughs> Contribute to one of the sustainable development goals with my own genius. Okay. Mm-hmm. So which is food, all things food. Mm-hmm. I'm a culinary artist. So um the spices are great. Did you, did you notice the way your tongue? Wait, 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 wait. Let me have this one. Did you notice wait. the way your tongue changed? I'm a culinary. Like, why did you change the accent to just? I had no idea my accent had changed. I didn't know I had switched to channel zero. <laughs> <laughs> I was just imagining myself okay, giving so a ahead. speech. You know, giving a speech at the United Nations. Mm-hmm. Or one world, you know. Oh my god! I had to change, you know. I had to speak in a way that a global audience will understand. Huh? Anyway, back to what we were saying. Mm, mm, So, um, one of the things I want to do (laughs) with my spices is to introduce Africa, is to share the African food culture with everyone here in Canada. So another thing that I've started mm. doing lately, which for me is a lot of growth and progress, is that I share my food culture with my co-workers, with my neighbors, with my friends. Oh, nice. so my neighbor is, I have a South African neighbor, I have yeah. a Jamaican neighbor, I have another one, they speak French, I don't know where they're from, <laughs> not to ask their names, but, <laughs> you know, my South African neighbor and I, we, we share food culture all the time. She makes chakalaka and she brings me some. Oh, nice. She makes braai or is it vrai? And she brings me some. Some I love, some I don't like. I make suya, I send her some. Mm-hmm. You know, I all my spices, my neighbors has tried them. She's a customer. She loves them. Oh, nice. And there was something that happened to her that really, really touched me. You know, sometimes as an entrepreneur, you, you want to give up. Sometimes I've asked myself, why did I start mm. this company? It's so expensive. Everything I is know, this, so I'm totally broke. I'm expensive. And then she said to me one day, mm-hmm. she said, um, apparently she has a medical condition. She didn't share the details with me. And she's had to see a dietitian and be on a special diet. So they specifically told her that she mm-hmm. should buy a particular brand of spices because it doesn't contain any salt. Because wow. she has to have a low sodium diet. Absolutely, her calories are extremely controlled mm-hmm. right now, and her nutrient intake. And she said she was heading to Walmart mm-hmm. to look for that brand of spices. And then she remembered what Mrs. Notch is a spice mm-hmm. maker. All her spices are natural, salt free. She just came to my house and she ordered a whole oh lot. She God. said, "Give me this, give me that," and she cooked with all of them. This way, and she loved them. Her dietitian, of course, is fine with her numbers, oh, wow. with her readings and all of that. Her health is on, is back on track. Wow. She's exercising. Wow. She has a personal trainer and all of that. Wow. I just felt like if this is the only person that my genius could light up her world, then it's worth it. It has been worth it. Wow. So I share my food culture wow. with everyone that I can as an immigrant. I asked my coworkers, let me let me just give you this, tell you this incident that happened. So I'm a food service worker. And mm-hmm. one, uh, so a couple of days ago, that's my day job. A couple of days ago, somebody came to get an item mm-hmm. from the bistro. And he asked me for something. And I, I told him, oh, one second, let me check and get back to you. So I went to ask a senior coworker. And she told me what to do. So I came back and I made mm-hmm. it for him. And he said, oh, you don't know what that is? I said, no, I've, I've never made it in my life. And he was like, oh, he felt like that thing is like saying you don't know what um, you don't know what a hamburger is, for example, in this part of the world. You yeah, know, yeah. The average Canadian is going to look at you like, huh? You don't know what a hamburger is? Wow. So I asked him, I said, do you know what Eba <laughs> is? He said, what? Eba? I said yes. Eba. I, I know you. I like that's typical. When he said Eba, Eba, that's how I burst into laughter. I said yes. He said, no, I've never heard of that ever. I said, exactly. That's how come I don't know what you asked for. It's not my cuisine. He said, Oh, well, yeah, be more get. That was a light bulb moment for him, as much as it was for me. So if you, 
<laughs> I come to Canada and I eat fries, I eat pizza, I eat pudding, I eat gravy, things that are unheard of in Africa. <laughs> it's not part of our cuisine mm-hmm. at all. So as much as I am learning to imbibe the culture, the food culture here, I think it is my responsibility as an immigrant to share my food culture with others. So if I have a, a Canadian neighbor mm. and they have a party and I'm, I'm definitely not going with a bottle of wine, I'm taking jollof rice or meat pies. And I'm going, mm. you, you, you mm-hmm. best believe that I will give them a short, a short class and a verbal recipe before they eat that dish. And best believe that it's going to taste great. I know. So it is part of being an immigrant. I know. Food is a unifier and mm. we need to learn how to share our food mm. culture and also embrace the food culture of this environment. We do a good job of the latter, but the former, we usually don't mm. do that. Not so well. We shy away from it. But thinking of sis, it's also this thing that you just mentioned, right? So let me show you my story. So my sister, like I told you, she's, she's, she's just, you know her now. She's just different from me. Anyway, she so she she had gone to a party and are taking jello and and you know and we laughed about it. And so my son usually would take to school things that are not um that are not cooked um mm-hmm. to school. And so one of those is my son was like, uh-huh. um, so he asked Jimmy if he would take a bar and okra soup to school, mm-hmm. and we laughed about it. So the next time he was eating, I remember and I did a video. So I did a video and I said, oh Jimmy, that's true. Will you take a bar and okra to school? Because Jimmy had asked me before. What um eba he calls eba what eba is made out of and I told him see so all the swallows that we have are forms of tuba and I was like what's mom, mom's tuba my tuba is like yam so all of them are just different kind of tubas blended to give you something so he said I said will you take eba and okra and pepper and, you know you know stew to school and I was like yeah I can't take it and I did a video because I was calling myself a video like yes I can take it to school I like ah, so what will you tell your friend he said I'll just tell them that. You know, the green one is a soup, the red one is a soup, and then the 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 eba is a type of tuba. And I'm Wait sure they were wondering. So I said, so will you eat it with fork and knife? Because he eats it, he eats it with his hands at home. I'm like, will you eat it with fork and knife? I said, no, I wish with my hand, and I'll tell them why we have to eat it with because that's how you have to take everything in. My sister was shocked, mm-hmm. and I won't lie to you. I think I'm learning a lot of confidence, eh? yeah, confidence and identity. Yeah, that's the fine young man then. that I am learning for myself. Because he said, oh, yeah, I would try that. Like, I would take it. Um, he didn't even think twice about it. Like, oh, no, I can't. So, like, I would just explain to them what I'm eating. And I was like, my husband was like, no way. You're not, <laughs> one is going to be messy. How is going to preserve it and stuff like that. But, you know, you're right. We should actually, um, you know, be aware of sharing our culture. Like, it should be our, it should be our job and, our, you know, our yeah. divine right to be able to do that. First of all, we have to be proud. Yeah, I, I think that I know. But those to. of us that don't like cooking, you know? <laughs> it doesn't matter. You, but you, I can do. I can do. Chi- I can do chicken with your spices and share. You know the funny thing. There are many. There are many similar points. So we have a lot of similarities that we're mm. not aware of. One day, I was discussing with a coworker about making pies. So she asked me for the recipe mm. for um, Nigerian meat mm. pie because somebody else had given her mm. two pieces. She took it home. Her husband is Jamaican. She's Canadian. And the man ate mm. the meat pie and mm. he, he almost went bonkers. He was like, my God, where did you, oh my God, <laughs> meat pie. When last did I have meat pie? Oh my God. <laughs> the man was, he was raving. So she was like, I need to ask the and the lady that gave her the meat pie was no longer available. So she came to me, she said, Dokum, I'm pretty sure you know what this thing is. She tried her best to describe it. I got the message and then she said, How do I make it? And I said, Oh, okay. How do you make? I asked her something similar. She said, Oh, okay. I use flour, I use lard, I use this. So I started to I, I think the, I think the I think the the Go ahead. I'm listening, oh, sorry. Okay. So we, we, I gave her the recipe. Can you hear me? Mm -hmm. I can hear you. I gave her the recipe and I found that it was comparable to her own Canadian version of making the pie. The only difference is that Mm -hmm. they make theirs in a pan and cover the pie with the dough when they're done. 
but we mm. roll ours out and make it into a small pouch. Mm. Where she used lard, I use margarine mm-hmm. or yeah, water. True. Where she uses flour, I also use flour. Where she uses egg as a binder, I use milk. Everything was comparable. When we finished talking about it, we, we both looked at each other and we were like, my God, do you realize we just talked about the same thing? The Canadian version and the African version. And she was like, wow. there was such, that was just a moment of camaraderie. We, we, we were un, unbelievably wow. similar. So when we open up to share our wow. cultures with people, you will be surprised as to how many similar points that we have. I'm telling you. Yeah. And I think this all boils down to staying true to yourself and being who mm-hmm. you are. Like, mm-hmm. just trying to, you know, like be yourself and be comfortable in your own skin yeah. while you're growing and learning all of these things. Because that's that's what I hear you saying. And, and because sometimes it might not even food might not even be similar, like it might even be totally different. Yeah. But one of my my friends, my friends, my friend, her sister, the neighbor of her sister to her sister, is a is a chef, and so so mm. the son is very like he's very he has very he can explore food like he's really excited. So she says he comes to her house and she's even scared for the boy. She has to tell him, please, this is this, and the boy will say, what's this? And he's eating a bite. It's in Amala. He's eating like he comes to their house and she has to tell him just in case he has allergies or something. Like, this is goat meat. <laughs> yeah, this is this, this is that. And the boy sometimes. So the boy is just amazingly like he's just going to come in, drop in at lunch because he's just their neighbor, coming to see her friend, his friend who is her son, and then just sits down and says, "What are you doing?" And she tells him, "I said, save mine." And you know she's looking at him before something. Hm, no go and faint here. And the boy <laughs> will sit down and be analyzing it and be eating it. Yes. And just before now, she used to text. She used to text the boy's mom that I'm about to give your son something that was like i don't know what that is so she'll try and describe it i'm like oh okay he, he doesn't have allergies in that food. yeah but the young man is in the house saying i want mine like he's excited and she's feeling like i don't want trouble i don't want you to go faint or something or, <laughs> I do or, that or have allergies or anything you know. and the boy is the boy is eating the whole thing and he's excited about it and so i think being proud of ourselves and just knowing that there is it's just the same way I find protein weird. It's the same way they would find my food weird at first. And yeah. you know, if if we if we exchange tables, it will be the same thing, kind of mm-hmm. kind of conversation. So that's that. Speaking of kids and friends and and that episode with Petra, that was yeah. good. Like I listened yeah. to it yesterday. That was good. They had too many pointers. Petra has since, by the way, gone ahead to create her, and I will drop her handle in this um, when I do advertise this. Petra has since gone ahead to do her, um, she has this um, play, play-based play education thing that she's doing, but mm-hmm. our kids are grown. She doesn't take our kids. So she's gone, and I think from zero to about five or four, and I think she's homeschooling her kids. And um, But one of the things that I think I took away from her, Petra was really, like she's, so she's not just doing, I know she has education around it, but you can tell the passion from her conversation, mm-hmm. right? Um, but one thing I took away is um, the memory of a child. And and I didn't realize that. And just, you know, helping the child, like be forgiving to yourself. And also then the memory of the child, yeah. helping the child to develop that memory. And yeah. then realizing that there are stressors that can happen, that, yeah. that kids can have. And knowing that, you know, that's, oh, you said no one time is not a memory that the child will hold on to and not forgive you and stuff. But, you know, maybe like just knowing, giving yourself the grace and, and um, you know, all, and also on learning our our Nigerian way. I remember you, Joko, um, <laughs> this is not screaming and saying that you went to your child's school and that they said that there was no, there was no homework. So how are you doing now? It's, it's you know, it's almost, it's, I think that was six months ago. How are you doing now with, with that knowledge um, with, your, with your kids? It's a continuous thing. I still, I still fall off the wagon sometimes, but I'm now a more conscious you parent. <laughs> I'm a more conscious parent. I'm more intentional mm. about the things I do. I'm still working on the play aspect. I'm, I learned from Petra too. I follow her on Instagram and I'm always watching when she's saying, oh, I'm allowing my kids to play with this and that. 
And I'm like, okay, is this how it's done? Okay. I'm just I'm just soaking everything in. Some of them I'm like, ha Petra, who is going to clean all this up? I'm not doing this one. <laughs> Other times I'm like, okay, I understand this. So um it's just hmm. I'm still coming to terms with the fact that children learn through play. I'm still trying to. Mm. I'm still trying to completely believe that <laughs> the African in me doesn't want to believe that, but you know, we keep trying. It's a <laughs> continuous thing. Parenting is not um, it's not a one year or a four year certificate course. It's a permanent lifetime job, and mm-hmm. I'm happy to keep reinventing myself in that way. I'm happy to learn new things. I'm happy to learn from my mistakes. I just want to raise the best version of my children and I want them to have a wonderful childhood. I don't want them to have to recover from their childhood when they are grown. I want them to have wonderful memories and be able to create that and even better than that when they have their own children. Yeah, very true, very true. And um, I think... Uh, another another episode, I, and I don't, you were not on that episode, but I'm just going to talk about it. Another episode that I that I learned from was understanding, you know, cultural intelligence at work, like in a multicultural environment. Mm-hmm. And um, so for today, I, I was talking to my colleagues before. I I never used to share my like immigrant experience with them. I think one time I had to do show and tell in the office and I realized that what was I going to tell this? What was I going to share? What was I going to share? So I shared about the podcast and I told them how the podcast is about documenting the stories of, of um, professional immigrants who are here, especially in my generation, um, because I'm seeing that you have more, um, more Nigerians or more Africans coming into Canada, at least that I know of, um, in this our age than in the previous age. So we are going to be like first our kids are going to be first generation um, Canadian, African Canadians and stuff like that, you know, and, and one, so I shared that and, you know, everyone was silent and I was like, Oh my God, I think I've gone to touch a political statement or something. (laughs) But one person had shared with me. So when you would share your presentation and then everyone tries to ask questions and all. And some guy had said that he was, um, I think he's Jewish Canadian uh, or something. I said, well, he's almost 50 and he's, he's full grown Canadian. Like he's, he grew up here. Like he's the okay. first generation for him and that he's, he feels like he's not even connected to, or none of those stories were documented. So he doesn't even know the struggles and the things that his folks went through because I told them about, Oh, how we have to learn how to drive after we've been driving for about 10, 15 years back home, you know, just telling them the experiences and, you know, the difference and, you know, for them, they felt like they, 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 he never saw it. And he was like, he wishes his folks had documented or said something that he doesn't know. Mm. Like his kids would never know. His kids are, yeah. he's Caucasian, so his kids are Canadian, so all they care. But he, like, beyond his last name, nothing, nothing reminds him or keeps that. And so for me, that also helped me to ingrain the reason why we do this podcast to say, you know what? Um, this is why I'm doing this. Like, I don't want my child to feel, you know, there was like, there are no people to look up to. Like, I, I'm hoping that in the new year, I'm documenting more stories, more, like more interviews of people that are, you know, breaking the bond. Like what you just said about contributing your own quota to the, um, to the, to the world and, and sharing your genius with the world. I want to actually document the stories. And so, Yes, what we talked about is cultural intelligence at work. And so I am learning that. I'm learning to be confident in my own skin and talk mm-hmm. about my my struggles and, mm-hmm. and my wins. And um, I, I work with a very small, diverse team. My CEO is, um, she's from Colombia. Oh. My, my direct boss is Asia. Like, it's a very diverse team. It's a global uh, so, environment. Yeah. Very global. It's just now that when I think about it, that I realized, like, my, my CEO, oh, my gosh, she's really, like, awesome, awesome person. Like, she doesn't even feel, like, really far from you. She's very, very relatable. Shout out to Adriana, if you ever listen to this. Um, Adriana has a, she's, you know, she speaks in her accent with so much, like, <laughs> it's your business. It's the first thing you will hear when you hear her speak. And, you know, she's, she's knocking off walls and doing too many things. And so, yeah, documenting those kind of stories for me, I think is going to help 
our kids to be able to see people that look like them who have mm-hmm. done things and um, yes. encourage them to do, to do theirs. So you've started work since after a call and then you're working. And so how do you feel about, you know, what have you learned about the work and culture here that is different from what you know before or anything that jumps at you? Well, the major thing that still stands out for me till date is that the work culture here is 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 not personal for lack of a better word mm, yeah. impersonal yeah so <laughs> in Africa, you know you see someone you say, "Oh good morning, how's your husband? How's your daughter uh how's her foot? How's your son? How's your you know here we don't ask personal questions so come to work say good morning no, no. good morning say morning morning no good morning <laughs> say morning I, I know that your husband hates that word i know your husband hates it because i remember saying morning to him i was like what why are you and your friend like this what happened to the good <laughs> that's the <laughs> way no good morning because you say good morning to some people and they say what's what's good about the morning you're like uh-uh hey Sorry, you don't be annoyed. Morning. <laughs> so here we say morning. We do our oh work. And we generally mind our business. Personal questions and the likes of it are reserved for if you go mm. out for beer or coffee or something together. Then you can now go informal and start to say, "Well, how's your podcast going? How's your mm. food business going?" And all of that but the work environment is strictly about work and i find that in in a lot of ways i find that i'm not yet totally used to that i asked a co-worker a couple of days ago if um she cooks a lot at home because we were cooking and you know she she was cooking and i saw her joy and everything and i was like do you cook this much at home as well ah she told me no I say, hey, why? So who cooks your for your family? Another You you have to transcribe or, or subtitle this thing for for your listeners. You say one ikojaye. She said there's no family. It's just me. Money. Yeah. Have you bato tempo? Don't cook it up. Don't cook it up. I'm not even going to edit this. We do We do our work and you go. You cannot assume mm-hmm. that the person you are talking to has a family like you. You cannot assume that she cooks at home. She says she doesn't cook at home. She drinks coffee. I say her coffee is that food. She says yes. I add milk to it. <laughs> what, 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 my question is when you ask the first one. And I know you're good at this. Didn't you watch the body language to switch question? Oh, or is it your curiosity that was getting a bit better for me? Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> she said that she realized that she had passed, you know, she had gone beyond her boundaries and that she shouldn't have. And at the end of this, she was embarrassed by even asking those questions. That's how she felt. And and so to be honest, um, this is not, I think for me, I think I have a little better in my office. So because we have that Friday where we share and I'm just learning lots. And most times when they ask me, um, Abby, do you have anything to share? What, like what happened this week? I just want to talk about work. And then some people talk about, oh, I have um, apples that I used to make this and that. But you're right. You never really talk about family except the person drops that conversation. So I have mm-hmm. a colleague who is, you know, much older. And then she talks about her boyfriend. And I think for me, first of all, I heard it, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so um, when I moved, I told them I was moving to my home and everyone was like, oh, they're so excited. And so people share here and there, but it never really, for me, I get what you mean. It's always super surface. Like mm-hmm. it feels very surface, like don't scratch it. Don't, yeah. don't try to push it more than what you have to thread you, softly. And you're, you're being as careful as possible. Yeah. So if someone tells you, oh, my daughter, and that's the only reason why you can refer to the daughter or, Correct. you know. And so, for instance, on Jimmy's birthday, um, I just couldn't help myself. I was smiling sheepishly, and I was leading a meeting, and they're like, 
why are you smiling? I'm like, well, sorry, today's my son's birthday. And, you know, and they're like, oh, is it there? Can we sing? Because, yeah, he had he had a school exposure. And I told them, oh, he's feeling sad because he's not at school because no one is going to sing happy birthday like he thought he was going to have his own class. <laughs> and so the rest of my colleagues were like, oh, can we sing happy birthday to him? And so I brought him and, you know, they sang to him and Jimmy was super shy, just looking at them <laughs> on the video about 10, 15 adults singing for him. And so, so I think they already know Jimmy's name, you know, and stuff like that, but never push it past. Yeah. Some people don't have kids, they have dogs, and that's what they want to do. And Correct. Us, culturally, that's different. Correct. So don't go asking, oh, how many children? Do you have? <laughs> it's not even a talk. For it's example, only you know they have family. dogs. Their and dogs are their pets. And a pet is a family member in Canada. Yeah, it is. But it in is, Africa, it that, that, that's cultural. Like, for me, a household, a domestic animal. <laughs> no, 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 not everyone. Um, I know that I had few people when I was growing up that had cats. So I, so I think I'm used to dogs a little. Um, I, I don't know that I'll keep one. Did they have to sleep on their bed? Because you know, we have we have people that had dogs. I had my family always had a dog. Right now they have a dog, but the dog slept in the pet in the cage outside, not precisely not on my bed or in my That's room. It's not walking animal. in the living room with me. And That's so, a domestic animal. So, so so I went to a friend's house recently. Um, but she's South African. She's a Caucasian South African, and so. She saw the way I, 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 I walked away when I saw the cats coming. Like I stylishly just, you know, walked away. And she was like, and I was like, and she looked at me, I was like, oh, and she says she, I think she has a lot of um Af- well, she's South African, right? The husband is South African, so she has a lot of black people around her. So she said, Oh, Abby, that's true. How do you feel about cats? I'm like, I'm sorry. He <laughs> said, so like, my friend. So she goes, her friend who is also um a black South African tells her that she doesn't understand why they have pets in the house. Is that how I, I said exactly how I feel? Mm-hmm. But for me, I don't know how to behave around your cats. And I realize that your cat is a family member. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be rude to your family member. So mm-hmm. I'd rather just, you know, move my leg and not carry the pet or, you know, cause I don't know what the, what the culture should be. Yeah. Um, with, with, and I don't want to offend you. So mm-hmm. I'm going to avoid that conversation as much as I can. And um, yeah, so so that that's something I'm learning. And if you're bringing a dog outside, if I'm not in a dog park, please put your dog in a leash. That's that's my jury. Like, don't tell me, oh, it's a friendly dog. I don't do dogs. <laughs> don't tell me it's a friendly dog. I don't do dogs. So if you're not in a dog park, I you know I, I always expect that you put your dog in a leash. And don't assume um, that I that I, I will be comfortable with having a huge dog walking next to me. You know, right. And I'm learning, right? So it's fine. Does your son want pets? He has always wanted a dog, and I told him he's not getting a dog until he's old enough to take care of himself and take care of the dog. <laughs> My husband tells Jimmy he's going to get a, a, a goldfish, so that's all he can get. That's fair enough. Goldfish <laughs> in the bottle. He can't look after the goldfish, so that's a fair <laughs> deal. But I'm not getting I'm not getting anybody a pet when I have to pet you and still pet the pet. No, 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 no. That's too much work for me. I'll raise you, but then you raise on your on dog. <laughs> you raise your pet. <laughs> I hear it grows on you. My my neighbor, my new neighbor. Yeah, it grows on you. I'm what grows you. on you? Getting a pet. Go ahead. Having a pet. Yes. Ah. Like if you do Wait, make a mistake of getting one, you'll be shocked that I you would actually deal just... right now. No, no, no. I right, not right now. I can't deal. Please. Okay, maybe right now. Not right now. When he's like thirteen or fourteen, but the kids will keep Hey, it's fine. They should every year they ask Santa yeah, for things. Does he bring everything on the list? They get some, and the following year they ask Santa. <laughs> and that's Santa. Or me, I'm not even Santa. My dear, <laughs> let them keep asking. <laughs> I know, I know, but but yeah, I, I think for me the fact that my son, but he really likes cats. And I think that's because I don't even know why he just likes it. No, but who's gonna house train the cat? Mm. Who's gonna clean up the cat? Who's gonna grooming and all of that? I can't deal right now. No way. (laughs) Mm -mm. I know, I know. Yeah, my yourself and my husband on the same page where he says you just have to wait and and be yourself and and stuff like that. So one other topic that I think. 
was key and it kind of goes like in a round circle. We talked about it in the very first episode, um, just a bit when we're talking about one year later. And I also had um, Omolola. Omolola is, Omolola is just, um, she's just a very wonderful person. I met her in one of those WhatsApp groups um, and she was just always encouraging everyone and she was just always screaming. Like she'd always say, if you feel like you're going through stuff, scream May Day, scream May Day. And I always wondered why she always said that. And so I interviewed her and her comments were, you know, we're talking about community and staying motivated um, because you can find this journey lonely. Like mm-hmm. um, Canada is so big and it can also be lonely of some sort. Like it can be. And so she, she talked about community and and the fact that you have a group and, and if you do feel any type of way, especially when you start thinking too much and you just feel any type of way mentally, she's always saying, scream made it, look for someone and just bluff out and don't think of the whole, you know, the whole African or Nigerian-ness of ah, is, why won't everybody know my story? Um, she's saying it's different, scream made it and, and, and stay motivated. Um, so what, what's your take? You said... Do you also think that Canada can be bored, can be lonely, even when you're in the midst of people? Not can be, it is. It is. Lately, I found myself, <laughs> it has become a prayer point for me. I've asked God to please give me friends in Canada that I feel like I know. friends, real friends, you know, people like you. You are even, in, you are in a different way, you're in a different province from me. A different it's a different time even i know so you find that i know <laughs> when you are back from work when you just want to have a friendly chat with someone the person you want to call is in the uk happens to me all the time it's in the uk and and by now it's midnight or it's 2 or 3 a.m or, or 4 a.m where she is of course i'm not going to be we're not going to be having a tete-a-tete at that time and by the time i go to bed and wake up it's mm. good for her also you know or you want to call somebody in Nigeria and you realize, oh no, six hours difference. You want to call somebody in Manitoba and you have to Google. You know, before I call you, I always Google the time in your city. Always. <laughs> I call you. I Google no, it. Like I, even before we came on, I was asking my husband, I was like, yeah, I know. because we so, 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 so all have so, different time zones. So it is lonely and mm, also because of the work mm. culture here. So in Africa, most people work nine mm. to five or nine to nine, you know. So usually eleven PM mm. in Africa means that the other person is probably at home also. Everyone is home and in bed, yes. But eleven PM in Canada, mm. somebody's shift might just be starting at eleven. So there's no guarantee. <laughs> it's true. People work from seven to three, three to seven, I seven know. to eleven, nine to four. 9 to 8, um, nine, 9 to 5, 8.30 to 4.30. So we have too many, <laughs> too many work schedules in I Canada. Know, too many Even in the mm. same province, you have to be mindful of the fact that somebody might be working or might be sleeping because they might be, you might want to talk to somebody at, call somebody at 3 p.m. and the person is asleep because they're going to work at 7 p.m. <laughs> so we have to be mindful about all of that so all of those things when it comes together really really is borderline loneliness because sometimes you're just going through stuff sometimes you just want to talk to somebody sometimes you just want somebody that gets you sometimes you're just overwhelmed recently I, i was feeling very overwhelmed and i felt like i was burning out i was literally burning out i could feel my like my battery power was down to like three or four (laughs) percent I'm serious. And one of the, mm-hmm. the issues I had was that I was just lonely. My sisters are in different parts of the world. Okay. So I can't even, even my family. So I'm like, God, come on. This is all too much. This is too much. What's going on? <laughs> even my husband and I don't work the same time. When I'm working, he's, he's in school. When he's not oh, in no. school, he's working. When he's working and schooling, I'm at work. You know, everything is just so different. And when you put all those things together, it can feel like an isolated journey a lot of times. So what you need to do in times like that, or what I do in times like that is I reach out. Like you just mentioned, you have to cry maybe. Then there must be one or two people that you can call to say, oh, hi, Bisoye, let's talk when you are free. 
or are you free tomorrow? Is this a good time to talk? And then you just call the person, you're just hearing the person's voice and gisting about something that you both find very funny, lifts your spirit at that time and you are able to move on. So it is lonely, mm. please. Let's let's not mm. I'm not going to even sugarcoat it. Canada is is lonely because everybody is busy. You are working when you're not working, mm. you are at home, and even when you're at home, it's a full time job, laundry, cooking, all of those things. Whereas in Africa, we've outsourced <laughs> many of those things. So we have free time to gist. <laughs> yeah. You have free time to gist. Here, this is not, I t- spoke to a colleague of mine. From, mm-hmm. Yeah, this thing that you're saying, right? Sorry to call you. I spoke no, to no, a colleague no. of mine. I was just trying to catch up and, and he's back in Nigeria. And so I said, oh, how, how are you doing? I'm like, oh, you don't even call. I'm like, please don't, don't give me that today. We'll call. Let's, I'm calling, so let's just... So, um, and I was like, oh, so how are you doing? And I know that this this family has always had this lead-in nanny who is mm-hmm. elderly, like, you know, elderly person. And so I'm like, oh, your nana is still there? She said, oh, nana is still there. This is, and listen, he's a guy. I'm like, nana is still with us. This is eight years and counting. Almost like a year after they got married, nana has been with them. Nana goes home uh, once a month. She's with well, them. Like, oh, nana has even brought, because she's now older, Listen, you know, because she's now older and she and they've moved into a house where she you know she has to climb the stairs back and forth. Nana has brought a younger person. I'm like, are you kidding me? Why are you people like this? You have two helps. Ah, that's <laughs> my Canadian friend. Like, was that I mean, for me? I'm like, you have your butler's got a butler. Like seriously. So he says, oh, um, um that's. <laughs> Your PA has got a PA. The special assistant to the special assistant. kidding me? And Nana is like, a, yeah, and Nana is really like a governess. Because I remember those days where we worked together, Nana literally did all the food prep and everything. And so he could always go into the fridge and pick up something. And even if his wife wanted to cook, it was just a matter of, like everything was prepped. And I was always envious of, where did you people find this Nana? And now Nana has a PA. And I'm like, it was like, like this way. That's one of the reasons why I can't, I can't, you know, myself and my wife cannot think, cannot think about going abroad. And I'm like, wow, you know. So when you say staying at home, being at home is also full time job. It is full time job. It is, but you get to know your kids better. You get to, you get to, you. It has its plus. Um, but what you say about friendship, and and I'm going to make my own twist a little to what my own needs are. Before we came on, I was telling you that a friend of mine um, in Nigeria, you know, I think in Nigeria, I, I just always knew people. Like, if you ask me, do you know, I always know someone, I know someone, I know someone. And so she was asking me, oh, um, Abisoya, I want to do fundraising and, you know, can you tap into your network in Canada? And I laughed and said, which network? I don't have network. <laughs> I don't have, I don't have a network here. I'm just building it much more than my colleagues that don't really know what I do outside of work. Um, I don't have any. And so... For me, it is that the loneliness is coming from a place of just not feeling like I can stretch my hand and get, you know, you're building that. And 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 because we, we've we also had adult, like, well, adults, kids are easier, right? So they're growing friendships from now. We, and they're growing experiences with this friend. And so, I don't know, making friends as an adult um, is, is a little tougher. And so they, they might not understand, like, I'm trying to be careful not to tread on their toes. I am trying to befriend a new person here uh, and just trying to see what, and I see that she's making efforts. And so even me, I'm like, okay, this way make efforts. I'll do it. So it's tough and it can be lonely, but what are the things that we will do? Because you're like, I'm a certain way. I have a certain way, my culture, I have my beliefs and how do I make, you know, these new friends who are not just in my Nigerian community alone, um, who are also here, like, you know, who are here. So let me make you laugh. My new neighbors were curious about, should we go knock on their door? Should we do this? Should we do that? And then on Sunday, my husband sees the neighbor next door and he says hello from the porch. And the person also says hello and says, oh, I should say hello to you. I should come and, you know, meet you. And he's like, oh, anytime. And then he comes in. I'm like, oh, go outside now. Let's go and see. He's, you're not doing anything. And then he goes outside and you could tell immediately he came outside. His wife also jumped out. Like I was watching them from us. <laughs> and then they were really curious about him. And you could tell their body language. So when I finally came out to say, oh, hello, um, because the conversation was now lasting over 20 minutes. I'm like, what are they talking about? So I got curious. And I went out. 
And the wife literally goes, we've been curious about you guys. <laughs> we've been looking everywhere. We've been wondering, like, where are they? Are there people in this house? You know, and stuff of like, and I'm like, it's the same way. And I'm like, oh, I've also been curious about you. I've learned a couple of things by looking through my window. Um, I know that you have two daughters and, you know, and I could say, oh, yeah, we noticed that you have a son, but we didn't know. We didn't know that. And, and I was wondering to myself, like, are we the ones who are holding ourselves back? Um, just because, and you know, something I want to explore. I don't have answers to that. Um, but yes, it can be lonely. And um, scream Mayday um, and, and try to reach out and just try to, some people want to be friends with you, but you yeah, know, making friends as an adult is, and I think you can start from like, if you have, just make deliberate efforts. Like even the Bible says, you know, I did, yeah. If you want to make friends, like be a friend to make a friend. Like that's, yeah. that's always been my, but that was when I used to make friends when I was 16, not as an adult. And and I think some of my friends were because of work, you know, you, yeah. know, you have friends because of work and you become yeah. close friends. And here we're talking about how do I even get past knowing that my my colleague, um, you know, I, I know about my colleague's family without, without stepping my bounds, right? So it's a prayer point. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a, I think it takes a lot of working and we'll get there. We will get there. But I'm still your friend now. Yeah, call me now. <laughs> Just call me. I say midday. <laughs> We're always there. And I appreciate that. Just, just say May Day and I'll leave everything on you and say, you know, what's up? How far? How is you this see, that's going? the thing, right? There. You said you leave everything like on We always have so much that we are doing. Mm. I know. But I think that friendship sometimes is me being able to speak my language to you. The gist is sweeter <laughs> when I can use all my, when I can be myself and not speak in English and stumbling over myself and trying to explain. <laughs> that's the hard part for me. That's the hard part for me. You're trying to, like, I want to use, I want to use all the, all the, you know, all the nuances that come with gisting. In, in African language, you know, and, and look at how I started and be myself and, and make. It was so it, I couldn't. Even I know. It. I want to do. I know. I it just oh. comes out, and so I think we have to learn how to make friends. I think long and short is you have to learn how to make friends as an adult, and you will find you will find your 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 kindred spirit. I I know they're there. Yeah. I know there are people who yeah. probably think like you, but they're just in a different skin and you would you'll find them but it would take a while i think we should be gracious to ourselves okay wow Dopo, mrs not we've done one hour but so um if you notice my page yeah i know that's me and you right <laughs> if you notice my page i started talking about um it's five weeks to the end of the year on my instagram and i talked about me wanting to do health checkups and you know i'm just thinking about 2022 already I think I have a team for what 2022 is going to be. And I'm just going to put it out here just because I'm manifesting things now. <laughs> Let's okay. put it out. Um, okay. My 2022 is about, is a year. Yes, my 2022 is a year of personal branding. Like I want to be myself and put that brand out there and also do more with the podcast. And I'm hoping to gather more stories. Um, and I'm hoping to do more interviews with Mrs. Notch because she always brings out the ink to my young. Um, so that's that. So I'm curious, what <laughs> you're feeling cool yourself? What 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 are your plans for 2022? Without you know, without what do you think is gonna happen? If you had, if you had a, yeah, you know you the had, funny thing, you can see the future. I have none. Mm -hmm. I have decided that. Wow, and it's okay. 2022 for me is going to be the year of just being. B E hyphen I N G. Ooh. I just I'm just going to be. Explain that. I'm just gonna be myself. I'm just gonna be happy. I'm just gonna mm -hmm. be relaxed. I'm gonna be more self-aware. I'm gonna be more confident in my own skin. I'm just going to be. I'm not gonna have plans and goals mm. and and all of that. I'm just going to be. I'm telling you. I'm just going to be because all good things will come and I don't want to put myself under any pressure. Mm. That's it for me. Mm. I should put it back. Um, 
I so so and I understand it. So listeners, I, I know Mrs. Notch and I know where she's coming from when she says it's it's a year of being. <laughs> because Mrs. Notch is one of those people with very high expectations of herself. Uh, and that we have to consciously say, Madam, be gracious to yourself. So if you, if she's choosing 2022 as a year of being, as her friend, as a as a sounding body too many times, I agree <laughs> and I am happy. Thank you. <laughs> it's okay to be you. Like it's okay of being. I, I do agree with you because you know. Sometimes we, we put so much pressure on ourselves and if that's what the and that's even a tax actually. Knowing you, Mrs. Notch, that's a that's that's a goal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's work. Mm-hmm. And I'm going mm-hmm. to remind you. I'm going to, I like how you put it out there. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to remind you when you call me and say, Ah, Miss have fun. <laughs> I'm going to remind you when you say that this is the year of being. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Notch, this is the year of being. Okay. Yeah, and, and I was going to call you for one after to say, ah, I've course. not done that in this year. Oh my god! No, no, no way, no way. I, we are just putting out there to your being, and it is fine. It is okay to be yourself. Like it's okay to be more attuned to yourself, to be to not be yourself under pressure, to try to be present, um, and not be thinking of the you know, and not be overthinking things. Because I know, I know you. Oh, yes. <laughs> I know. And I know and a lot of people overthinker. are also. Huh? I, I know a lot of people. Yes, you overthink, overanalyze, project. Should I go on? Overplan. Overanalyze, which is not what I am. So overanalyze, overplan, over. So if you're choosing that to be the year of being, I do. I do celebrate you, my sister, my friend. And I'm going to be here to support you and remind you to be. Thank <laughs> I'm you. I'm so going to remind you. So, um, <laughs> thank you everyone for listening tonight. Somehow I have, I don't know what I did to my outro music. So I might edit one into this at the end of the day. And I'm trying to be too. I'm not fuss about everything. And so <laughs> we've come to the end of this recording. Um, I'm excited. I am grateful that we're seeing the end of the year. It's been an interesting year yeah. um, all around the world for different people. And um, I'm just glad that you're here and that you're listening and that it's almost Christmas and that we're going to see in the new year and that we're going to be doing the recording more. And so I'm going to ask everyone on Discord, please send me send me the names of people or in your network that are professional immigrants like you and I that are doing, you know, that are just doing this journey. I want to document more stories next year and I want to interview more people next year, um, possibly with Mrs. Notch. And I really just want to learn about these people because you give yang to my yang, you and we're also contributing to our community and telling our story. That's the important part. We're telling yeah. our story. We're documenting our stories and we're sharing and we're encouraging each other. So my darling, dear friend, Mrs. Notch, thank you for joining me again today. I'm sure your head is just swinging. Thank like you you're just for feeling very, me. I'm just feeling you. I, I'd, rather, I'd rather you appreciate thank you for me being than here, I know. So thank you for, for always being there. And thank you. Um, for being an awesome friend this year, for being able to reach out to you. And um, and I'm hoping that it's American Thanksgiving. And I'm hoping that everyone on this call, as you end the year, you really think about things you're grateful for. And I will see you in the new year. And so, bye-bye. Thank you, Mr. Ye. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>